Do you want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss, and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and thank you so much for joining me this week. I think we all do it. I actually posted uh, in the Facebook group, Breakthrough Emotional Eating. If you're not a member and you're listening on the podcast and you're not a member of the group, you want to come and join us. But I posted as the title of this podcast, are you shooting yourself in the foot every day on a daily basis? If you are, if you feel like you are getting in your own way, then this podcast is for you. We're going to be talking about self-sabotage. This is going to be a two-part uh, podcast. So in today's podcast, we are going to address what self-sabotage is, what it looks like, and then why we do it. Because one thing I have learned um, through coaching and through being a life coach is that none of us, none of us do something without a motivation and a reason behind it. And most of the time, the things that we do are not even, we are not even conscious of them. They're not at a conscious level. They are actually things that we do, we aren't even aware of, but they are getting in our way. They are tripping us up. They are holding us back in our lives from getting what we actually truly want. And so I think self-sabotage is a huge, huge topic. And that's why I didn't want to just try to cram everything all into one episode. I really wanted to dive deep into the, the different parts of it and, uh, and be able to really give um, some attention to, uh, to the, various, the various things we're going to be talking about today. So really, really excited about that. So if you are watching in the, uh, in the Breakthrough community, I would love for you to let me know in the comments if you're ready to learn about self-sabotage and you're, and you're ready to kind of start this journey, this two-week journey of what, how we, what it is, why we do it, and, uh, and then eventually how to, how to stop doing that. So if you're ready, put ready in the comments for me, okay? So if you're, again, if you're in the group and you are watching this um, live in the group, please go ahead and comment, I'm ready, or Richard's ready, that you are, uh, are ready to, uh, to learn about that. Um, so in today's, I gotta say, in today's episode, you're going to learn what self-sabotage is, what it looks like, and why we do it. So if you are listening on the podcast, welcome. Super happy you're here. And if you have not joined the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community on Facebook, you want to join. You want to come and be a part of the community. So many things that you can learn. So many amazing, amazing people in the group. Um, so much support, so much love, so much encouragement. And we would just love to have you there. So uh, go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough and come and be a part of the community. We'd love to have you there. I want to jump right in. So when we talk about what 
self-sabotages. I think all of us kind of have an idea about what it is. We know that it's things that we do that don't serve us, but I really wanted to kind of dive a little bit into what it is. So it is when we, we as a person, we do something and we do it in a secretive manner and we do it in order to stop something from happening. So we are actually, we are, we are actively, whether we are conscious or not, we are actively doing something to stop something else from happening. So you can sabotage anything. You can sabotage um, a recipe by not putting in a ingredient and you can, you know, you can sabotage um, a person from being on time to work by I don't know, asking them a question as they're walking out the door, any of those things you can, we can do sabotage. People can do sabotage in a lot of ways, but the most destructive sabotage is when we turn it on ourselves. And so when we attach that prefix of self before sabotage, that is when we are deliberately and at most times not consciously, but we are somewhere in our conscious, unconscious, subconscious minds. We are preventing ourselves from reaching a goal, from reaching and doing something that we want to do that we think is in our best interest. And so we are doing this to ourselves. We are deliberately doing this to ourselves. Now, again, deliberately at a conscious or unconscious level, sometimes we don't know we're doing it. Sometimes we might think we're doing it, but it is getting done. So and we direct this at ourselves. And again, we can direct sabotage at other people, but it is most destructive when we are directing it at ourselves. So what I think is really interesting is, and so actually what I, what I would like, no, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> what I want to talk to you about is how it presents itself. Because what I find really interesting is that self-sabotage takes many, many um, presentations. It presents itself in many, many ways and ways that I was not really even aware of as I was, as I was researching this and I was really thinking this through. Um, so I want you, as I'm listing these, I have, um, six pretty standard ways that people sell that or what ways that people self-sabotage themselves. And I, I want you as I'm, as I'm listing these, if you hear one and you're like, oh, that's me. I want you to write that in the comment. If you're in the, um, in the Facebook group, I want you to write one of these, or, or you can write more than one, but as I'm reading them and as I'm talking about them, I want you to think about whether or not this is possibly something that you're doing. So the first one, and I had never, ever considered this, but the first one is you you may be self, you, or you are self-sabotaging yourself. If you forget to pay a bill, if you forget a deadline, if you forget to go and pick someone up, or if there's something that you, that you forget to do, that oftentimes can be something that you at a very deep level that you might not even be aware of that you're doing on purpose to prevent something from happening. So if we think about it, say you're at your job or you're at, no, you're at, let's talk about home, your home, you forget to pay your bill. You forget to pay a bill and then you get a, a charge and then you have, you know, then there's, there's something financial that's coming behind that. 
why, what would be the benefit? You're always, we always, when we self-sabotage, we might not know why it's happening, but there's always something that we're, there's some reason that we are forgetting or we're not doing something. So if you forget deadlines, if you forget to pick people up, if you forget to do things, sometimes that can be done on purpose. And you, again, might not even be aware of it. So that's the first one. The second one, and I know this was me. I know this was me. Forgetting to complete something. Forgetting to complete something when you're asked to do something. And that could be at work or could it, it could be at home. And I know for me, I always, when I was young, I would self-sabotage myself. I, I would forget to vacuum, which was my chore, or forget to clean the bathroom. How many times was I told that that was my job? Oh, I don't know, 200. And I would forget to do it. I didn't forget to do it. I did not do it. I didn't fail to do it. You know, I, 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 I didn't do it. And I, rem I can remember consciously, I remember even consciously thinking, eh, I don't really want to. And I really feel like that was a way for me to always be in trouble. I talk to y'all about all the time about how I was always in trouble. When I was young and remember, why did I get in trouble? And what did I start enjoying when I would be in trouble and go sent to my room? Oh, ooh, I would eat food secretly. Hmm. Now that I think about it, when I would get in trouble for not doing my chores and, oh, I forgot, you know, that kind of goes with the first one. Oh, I forgot. Hmm. Did I really forget? Or was I really just setting myself up to be able to go and be in trouble and be in my room because then I got to eat because there was food? So that's another one. Third one, I think this one is so fascinating, being late. Being late is another form of self-sabotage, putting yourself in that position of risking people being upset with you, risking you losing your job, risking getting in trouble, risking getting a speeding ticket. Are you self-sabotaging yourself by being late and putting yourself in a position for bad things to happen so then you don't? reach a goal. You don't get something that you want. So think about that. If you are a person who is late, is that, is, could that be something that you're doing to self-sabotage yourself? The fourth one, procrastination, waiting until the absolute last minute. That 100% is self-sabotage. You are setting yourself up to have nothing but bad things happen when you are a procrastinator and you procrastinate, you put things off and you put things off and you put things off. Because then it could literally come back to that first one of like, oh, I forgot the deadline. Well, no, you put it off so much and then it just came and went. So again, could procrastination be your form of self-sabotage? Uh, the fifth one, starting, oh, I, I know a lot of people, this is going to ring true with a lot of people. And this is another one I didn't think about. Starting projects and then not finishing them. Because then you set yourself up to be a failure. You've set yourself up. Now you're sabotaging yourself. And now you're proving to yourself, you're living out exactly what you don't want to do. You don't want to fail, but you're going to set that up for yourself. You're going to start a project and then you're not going to finish. And then you're going to feel like a failure. And then that's just proving, oh, see, it's right. Everyone says this is now I'm a failure. Oh, I'm proving it to myself. So are you doing that? Is that your form of self-sabotage? And then the last one, is just to stop 
moving forward, to stop progressing, to stop working on whatever it is that you're working on. And you don't have any reason. There's no reason you don't even, you don't even, you don't even know why, but you just stopped. That could be a weight loss goal. That could be going to school. That could be going for a promotion and you just stop. And that's a form of self-sabotage. You just stop with no apparent reason, no reason behind it. You just decide, I don't want to do this anymore. So all of those are forms of self-sabotage. So again, forgetting a deadline, failing to complete something, being late, procrastination, stopping projects or starting projects and not finishing them, and then stopping moving forward with no reason given. So if any of those ring true to you, I want you to put one of those in the comments or two or three, whatever applies to you. But are those ringing true? Are you feeling like, oh yeah, I do that. I do that a lot. So think about that. And especially think about that if you're listening to this on the podcast, is this something that you're doing? So why do we do it? Why do we do this? There are a number of reasons. I'm going to give you seven reasons why we self-sabotage. The first one is an overriding negative self-talk that we just keep telling ourselves that we can't do something, that we're not going to be successful, that we aren't going to be able to do it. And so why not just live that out? Why not just prove that point? So negative self-talk, that constant berating of yourself, that constant belittling of yourself that you just can't do something, that is a cause that is oftentimes a cause of self-sabotage because you just you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe that you can accomplish something. So that could be one. Second thing, a lack of self-esteem. Again, if you don't believe in yourself, that that low self-esteem definitely coming from that negative self-talk or that you feel that you're just not worthy of of achieving something. And so why even try? All those things get put into place. You then start to put those procrastination or you know being late or forgetting things, all of those things then add up and they then be, become your why, why you do it. A third reason why we self-sabotage is we're afraid of what others would think if we actually succeeded. If we actually succeeded and reached our goal, well, what would other people think? Would they approve? Would they disapprove? We talk about people pleasing all the time, all the time. We talk about how that is a characteristic of an emotional eater is people pleasing and taking care of everybody else. And that people pleasing and that worrying and that fear of what other people are thinking is can drive us to not want to reach our goals because we're almost, we're too afraid of what people will think if we, if we do it, because as we know, there are many people who will not support us. Even if we're doing something that's incredibly positive for ourselves, there are a lot of people in the world that will not support us. And sometimes they're the people that are closest to us. And that's, those are times when it's most painful. So do we really want to deal with that? No, let's just sabotage whatever it is that we're doing. So that definitely, definitely plays, uh, plays into it. Uh, number four, many people self-sabotage because it gives them a feeling of control because they feel like if there's any risk that they might not reach their goal, they might not be successful. Well, then I'm just going to take control and I'm going to make that decision for myself. So I've done it to me. And somehow for some people, that makes it much easier. That makes it much, much, much easier. 
to be able to deal with it when you are the one who's actually sabotaging yourself. Somehow that feels like you're in control. In reality, it's really not. You're really not in control. Uh, the fifth one, the fear of the unknown. So oftentimes goals for people, they're very scary because you don't know. You don't really know if you've never, if you've never reached a goal before, if you never reached this a particular goal, or even if you have and things didn't go well, or you didn't sustain the goal, that can be really scary. So we don't really know what that's going to look like. So maybe it's too much of a risk to actually do it. And so instead, we just don't let ourselves get there because the unknown can be really scary. So again, another reason why we will do it. On the other hand of that, that fear of the unknown is also a fear of success. And this also goes back to what will people think about us? Some of us, some people are very, very concerned about being successful and seeming boastful or seeming like they're bragging. Or what are other people going to think if I move past them? If I'm, am I going to be looked at as, oh, I think I'm better than other people, that, I, that I'm, I, I'm putting myself in a different position than them? And so fear of success, fear of actually reaching the goal is a strong motivator for self-sabotage. And then lastly, and this is one that I saw quite frequently when I was a school teacher, and that was it provides an excuse for why you can't reach your goal. You, you put in place an excuse for why you, re you can't reach your goal. And so you self-sabotage. And again, that goes along with that control, but it also just gives you the excuse. This is why I couldn't reach it. You never really try. You never really get there. You never really work that hard. You never really do it because you never really put yourself out there, but it's your excuse. So when I was a school teacher, I will never forget this. And I'm sure that many of you have people in your lives who do this as well. I remember very vividly, especially the, the, the kids who were outwardly pretty competitive. And I remember seeing this not so much, actually, I did see it academically in my classroom, but I also mostly saw it out on the in PE classes or when I was a coach. When I was coaching kids, I coached cross country, I coached track. And one of the things that I would find really interesting would be if a student would, we, um, I can remember vividly one time, um, the, uh, they were having, they were playing, um, I think they were playing badminton. The, the PE classes were playing badminton. I had friends, still friends of mine who were PE teachers and I'd go out and visit them on my, on my prep periods. And I remember being out and seeing this one student who I didn't have as a student, but I remember him um, from some other interactions, very, very competitive, super, super competitive. And I remember watching him playing in a badminton match. And all of a sudden he becomes hurt and he becomes hurt. He's like writhing on the ground hurt. And, you know, so he's, I don't think there were tears. I think he was just very, being very dramatic, but he got up and he like, oh, I can't play anymore. I can't play anymore. So he went off and sat on the corner. And I remember saying to one of the PE teachers, I'm like, oh, what, what happened to him? Are you going to go check him? And he goes, oh, no, I know he's not hurt. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, he does that every time. Every time his team starts to lose, he will get himself hurt because he doesn't want to be on a losing team. And so that's his excuse. Like, I got hurt. 
I can't finish the game. I can't finish it. Oh, it's my teammate's fault, but I can't finish the game because I got hurt. So that doesn't make me, I'm not, I'm not ever going to be a loser. So, and they said every single time he was on a team and the team was not winning, he would always feign an injury. He would always fake an injury and he would excuse himself from the rest of the game. And it was because he wanted an excuse because he didn't want to fail. He didn't want to not be a winner. And so he would self-sabotage. He would, he would make himself, you know, do whatever he had to do. He'd fall. He'd do, you know, sometimes it was very dramatic, but he would do that. And they said that he does it every time. And they said, he's so competitive with himself and he can't handle not being able to be the best and not be the person who's being successful. And for me, as, as a person who looked farther all, along, I did this always when I was a teacher, I never thought of like how it was in this one instance, but I'd be thinking about like 10, 15, 20 years down the line. I'm like, oh my gosh, that kid's going to have issues with ever being able to, you know, withstand the pressures of like having a job or, or competing for a job or getting something finished because whenever he starts to feel threatened that he's not going to be the best, he's going to bail. So that is that that was a really clear, clear picture for me that I remember so clearly about about somebody who self-sabotaged because they were they want they needed an excuse. They were afraid they were afraid of failure. They were afraid of the unknown of them not being successful. So they would sabotage themselves because that gave them a, that sense of control. So if any of those ring true for you, I definitely would would love for you to you know, think about what do you think your main reason is? If you are a person who self-sabotages, and we all have done it from, from at one point or another, we all do it as part of human nature. But if you've done that, what do you think your reasoning is? What do you think your why is behind why you've self-sabotaged in the past? What do you think it is? And I really want people to get really insightful. You don't have to put it in the comments. If you want to, please do. We're very open in the group. We're very open and opening, open and welcoming community. So if people want to put that in, please do. Um, but I really want you to think about what is, if you feel like you've self-sabotaged in the past, what do you think it's from? What do you think causes it? What do you think that deep thing is that, that's causing you to do that? And so I want you to think about that and think about that for the next week, because next week when we return, I'm going to talk about what do we do? How do we address this? How do we, how do we make ourselves realize that it's not going to pay off for us that, and even make ourselves aware. And one of the things the probably the first thing is really owning that this is something that you, that you, that you might do and just entertaining that idea and just being okay with that and owning it and just saying, yep, I acknowledge this. And now I need to figure out what it is and why I'm doing it and how I can stop doing it. And that's what we're going to address next week. So please join us next week for uh, our next episode. And uh, we'll be talking about the, what do we do? How do we, how do we, how do we start to end the self-sabotage in any area of our lives, whether it be relationships, whether it be weight, whether it be eating, any of it. We're going to address that. And uh, we're going to have a really, really man, good actionable steps for you to take to really start to work on that. All right. So thank you so much for joining me this week. Hope this has been insightful. Hope this is something that has kind of sparked a couple of thoughts in you and it, are getting you to really think about, 
hmm, what do I do? When do I do that? And why do I do it? All right, y'all have a great, great rest of your week. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. If you are in the group, I'm going to be coming over and checking out some of your answers. So I will be over in just a moment. Thank you so much for the podcast and I will see you all next week. Take care. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information on emotional eating and losing weight, please go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough and join the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community. I hope to see you soon.